Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Good morning, Andrew. How's it going, man? You're at you're at good afternoon, Cincinnati time, Andrew. Yeah. Um, it's going well. Everything's good. Uh went out and golfed at 6:50 a.m. tea time this morning. Got a quick nine holes in at our former neighborhood golf course penmar got nine holes in with our boy laz and our boy justin wood and uh you know it's masters thursday tug got me all excited with that masters preview pod he did so i went out there played nine came home it's met's home opener it's masters thursday we got dirty sports podcast we got a stakes app basketball game tonight it's moving and grooving it's thursday but it feels like a friday by the way, again, that is a bonus episode on the Dirty Sports podcast feed. Joe and Tug doing a Masters preview. So listen to it. Yeah. Thank you guys uh, for all the positive feedback. For those of you who have already listened to it, we appreciate it. Tug is, Tug is turnt. Now let's get to what I want to discuss. I don't care about your golf game. No offense. What is yeah, the no. current homeless encampment situation? Nothing the, at Penmar. Because the last time you and I golfed, no exaggeration, which I posted on Twitter, if we recall, was a mile-long homeless encampment. Yes. Um, The homeless have been removed from the Penmar Golf Course and the surrounding areas. Where do they go, Joe? Where? I mean, I'm just assuming right down by our apartments. But I have heard also, and I'm sure- Where we used to live. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you remember this. I didn't know that they ever kind of moved from there. I thought that the the place that was consistent, but apparently they have the reports are that they have returned to there is remember where the storage space is over on like fourth by gold's gym. Correct. Yes. So apparently they have, apparently that's where the Penmar encampment has moved to. And I was like, but they already have an encampment there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that was already a massive. Obama. I think, okay, you want to hear something crazy, though? I, I I went to the Reds game yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy. It's normal. And as I'm walking through, there's, there's some beautiful parks by the stadium. And I parked, I don't know, three quarters, half a mile away. And I, it's a, it's a lovely park and it's along the river. Lovely park. And you go under some overpasses. I will say I didn't see a single homeless person. Like I know it's different, but it's 85 degrees yesterday. Like why get it to figure it out. I don't know the solution. This isn't my job. Everybody, everybody in history that's ever been like, if I was going to be homeless, I'd be homeless in California or in Miami. It's like, that's it. There is some truth to that. It's like, what are you going to do being homeless in, in uh, Ohio? There's two different kinds of homeless as well. As you know, there's, 
you know, people who are down and out and there's people who choose to be homeless. And I mean, you're, you're, you know, this as well as I do from following like the Venice three one one feed and whatever, like, you know, the you know, the old saying, like every, you know, the, the, the prom queen from every high school in America moves to Los Angeles thinking she's going to be a star. Well, the white guy with dreads from every, uh, high school class also moves to venice beach to live in a tent and skateboard at the skate park so there's two different kinds of homeless and unfortunately california draws from from all the different kinds of homeless populations yeah and i'm not gonna debate that but again moving them from one location to another location a mile down the road you have solved nothing but hey we're not here to figure that out. We are here to talk so much sports and I'm in a good mood. Joe, you said you were in a good mood. You already a great mood. hit the links. I have not had such a great just day in general as just seeing a game yesterday. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. So it was Reds. Who did they play? The lowly pirates who the is lowly pirates. Oh, boy. Not good. Pirates need to uh, Pirates need to sell the Mark Cuban already. I didn't realize that the Pirates are projected around, you know, 50, 55 wins. They're going to be yeah. this bad. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and while just, the, the big red machine is on a five game winning streak, you, you've got, uh, you know, you, you are. I We talked about this on Dirty Slides yesterday. A new episode of Dirty Slides also out now. I've done like five podcasts this week. Um, but. The Reds run differential this year is plus 37. They played six games. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And yesterday, I mean, they're up 11, nothing. They give up. Garrett gives up a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. So it could be even more, but they hit man. Yesterday we got to our seats right before the game starts. First pitch again, you go with cutter cutter and a couple of his buddies. Second row. Dude, the social distancing seats is kind of cool because you don't got to deal with people. Right. A foul ball comes to your area. It's yours. Oh, yeah. And we were in prime area. And there, you know, we're, we're we were right by Nick uh, Castellanos. So we were out there second and row. And he was playing yesterday. He is appealing his suspension for flexing on uh, on the guy at home plate. That's a dumb suspension, huh? Yeah, I agree. We talked about that on slides, too. It's just like, hey. You know, if you're if you're prepared to if you're prepared for the, uh, you know, the blowback from from Iversoning over Ty Lu, somebody at home plate, um, it's fine. Like there, there's doesn't seem any reason why that calls for a suspension for anybody. No. And I hope I don't know what the status of getting out of those is, but I really hope that that appeal obviously works. Well, the good news is you guys have probably more bats than you can use right now. Well, the, the manager, Bell's going to mess it up, in, in my opinion, at some point. But, yeah, we do. And like like Tyler Naquin, first pitch of the game, boom, gone. Right. And that's back-to-back and, days. And Naquin, I don't even think Naquin will be in the lineup regularly, right? I mean, that's not the plan. It wasn't the plan, but. But how do you not play him when he's hitting? When he's hitting, you know, so basically they have him, Nick Senzel, who always gets hurt, Winker, Shogo, and Castellano. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, the game, though, was just 
you know, it was perfect. It was like low eighties. We were in the sun, you know, Reds had four home runs. Castillo was dealing. I think he threw 81 pitches and 61 were strikes. So he was dealing a lot of fun, but just to be at a game, man, just to be at a sports event and hear people. I I, I don't know if it's because they're winning, but I, I could feel that vibe with the players. Mm-hmm. Like Castellanos was one of the guys we were with, kept talking to him and he would look back, nod, wait, like they were interact. Even the pirates who were getting smashed, Polanco was interactive with the crowd in the outfield. I just felt like you could see it even within the players on both teams. Hey, we have fans just to interact with fans and it's Cincinnati. So it's not and it, and it's annoying anything, fans. I, I asked you because, you know, for the Mets game next week, you have to show either uh, a negative COVID test within 72 hours or your vaccination, your full vaccination. Uh, I know you said that they didn't require anything like that to attend the game. What besides the you know pod seating was different? Basically that the in-between innings, they go down and hold up a sign, wear your masks, which even that, as you know, you can't enforce if you got a drink right in front of you or a hot dog. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. most people were wearing their masks when they should, but even that again, if I got a bunch of bottles of water in front of me, I'm the continual process. Like of, does a Harambe mask count as a mask? Right. I'm back baby. <laughs> but obviously when you're in the, I don't know, the foyer, whatever area walking around, you yeah. have to have something on, but it, it felt just like a normal game minus the pod thing. And it probably worked out great because the the Reds, the Reds are probably getting that crowd anyway. Right. On a, on a day. It's, it's it's like, it's like I was saying, you know, when they started opening up comedy clubs, like no one's better to headline your comedy club. If you can only sell 30% of your tickets than Joe Prano. Which reminds me, Andy, this is a good time because no one ever sticks around for our plugs for me to plug that I will be at the stand in New York City, the world famous, the stand famous from Joe Prano takes the stand. They are calling it Joe Prano back at the stand uh, Wednesday, the 14th. I'm doing a show there. Uh, Very, very limited tickets. So I hope if anybody's listening to this in the New York tri-state area or driving distance, please come help comedy come back to New York City. Uh, come see me at the stand. Nice. Uh, it's in my, you know, Instagram bio. I've tweeted about it. It's everywhere. So please, if you're, if you're in the tri-state area, come, come see it. I'd love to fill, you know, that room with like 25 or 30 or whatever, however many people they'll allow me to have and do a fun little New York comedy show. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that goes along with the comedy go obviously goes along with sports being opened up and it it felt like a normal game yesterday. And another benefit was there was no lines for the bathrooms, man. Yeah. And it was, you know, enter one way, exit. No lines know. for beer, like, we, you know, beer, no, hot they, dog, any of that stuff. No, they, they you know, I don't drink, but I, I'm such a cheapskate. I brought, I brought water. You can bring water, which is interesting. They didn't even check my cooler. You brought a cooler? Not, not a cool, like a little thing where you can put like six waters in. Okay. Like a little bat, like. I guess it's technically a cooler cooler bag. Yeah. Like a cooler, but like you carry. Yeah. The guy didn't even open it up. They just want to make sure that there, there was no bombs. Cause I don't know. A dog sniffed it. A dog. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming that's a bomb dog. It's not a drug dog. I don't know. I'm assuming who knows, but yeah. And I guess, I guess 
you can you can also have stuff. Can you imagine being a terrorist and being like, I'm gonna blow up a Cincinnati Pittsburgh Pirates April day game during a pandemic, maybe kill 14 people. <laughs> yeah, that, I've took a- I've taken out the entire field level. He's like He's Bane, like, go- Bane shows up. He's like, well, I'm going to get all 14 of you. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. <laughs> I'm taking out Skyline Trailer today. Astellanos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was real nice just to be at a game and we we did take it for granted, Joe. Like, like to a certain degree, all of us, we took we took a live event, whether it's sports, comedy, music. I think for a long time and hopefully for the rest of our own lives, we don't take it for granted anymore. Just being there. And the truth is I didn't want the game to end. I was like, I'm just enjoying just sitting in the sun, watching a little day baseball. I don't, I don't want this thing to end. Well, I'm sorry. It did end Andy. <laughs> I mean, it ended in a W, but yeah. you know, I, I'm sure you'll feel the same way when you start going to games and, and I've set the goal of 10 games this year. 10 Cincinnati Reds games and we've talked hopefully we can go to a game when I am in town because they are actually in Los Angeles for another day game but yeah look do I do I get annoyed with a lot of baseball stuff sure do do I think them moving the all-star game to Denver's they've done accomplished probably nothing yeah I think that but end of the day you know I just just say it Joe at the end of the day what 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 are you going to say I don't know what what am I going to say? Your fate, you know, come on. Baseball, Ray. Oh, sorry. <laughs> baseball, Andy. Baseball. We've gotten a lot of requests for me to keep saying baseball, Andy, on the show. Um, you know, I I uh, just to give you a little brief thing from uh from Dirty Slides since our conversation on Monday just you know, doubling back on the all-star game thing. I read a very interesting thing and shout out. I will shout out now on the second podcast, the Dirtball, whose name I forget, who hooked us up with the Atlantic art uh, subscription for the year. But um, there was an interesting piece about the all-star game being moved on the Atlantic and what they kind of said. And I, I found it very. The athletic. You know, sorry, the athletic. What did yeah. I say? The Atlantic. Yeah. The athletic, not the Atlantic. Although. Yeah, I don't even know what the Atlantic is, honestly. Um, the Athletic is um, that Rob Manfred is a registered Republican, and that uh, the the reasoning behind his behind the moving of the All Star Game may have been more uh, follow the money than it was uh, catering to woke people. He the they they kind of presumed that the answer was um, fear of losing sponsors for the All Star Game over the Georgia decision and fear of losing out on um, certain players who might boycott the game. um, And then also kind of nipping this in the bud as something to handle in April, as opposed to something that would last all the way through July in some fashion, if nothing happened. So they were kind of pointing at like, Oh, you know, everybody's complaining about woke this woke that, you know, politics and sports. And it's like, really the answer is, he is the mouthpiece of a bunch of billionaires. And despite how those billionaires may feel about it on a case by case basis, that his decision was likely about making them more money. I read that as well. I, it was a, it was a good piece. I mean, it is interesting though. He's also a member of Augusta. Right. So like, and that, and that's kind of what, 
what it's, it was it, saying it, is it's like pr- it's pretty funny though. Like like it. This is always my problem. What with it was saying guys. was kind of like everything that you know everything about this guy points to this doesn't have anything to do with anything but money that he's not, that this isn't about like, then say that it's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy, dude. This is where, this is where I always get. That doesn't really accomplish the goal. Then say it, say, dude, I'm a registered Republican. I am a member. Well, that's for certain. You certainly don't want to do that. You certainly don't. Now you're, now you're making the, commissioner's politics part of sports he can say that he's a member of a golf course that he's still going to continue to golf which is located in georgia that again that's always my issue that i take is people set them they set themselves up to be nitpicked when somebody can just say dude but you belong to augusta but the point is if he doesn't say anything what the athletic is saying is like you can nitpick all you want, but if you look at the, what's probably actually going on here, this is all about saving Major League Baseball some a headache and some money. And so, I would argue they would not lose a single dollar. They're going to well, get advertisers, unless you know. But but again, between now and July, if Mookie Betts says I'm not playing in the game, this is something that goes on April, May, June, July, the game itself, as opposed to now. You do it now, and a week from now, we won't be talking about it. A week from now, Ben Shapiro won't be talking about it. A week from now, Clay Travis won't be talking about it. They don't care. They'll move on to, you know, LeBron's a Chinese spy again, and Colin Kaepernick should be hung outside the Capitol. They'll just move on to their other, you know. I mean, I mean, hold hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, like, I think people will be talking about it when the All-Star game comes. But they won't be talking about it between now and then is the point. I'm not talking about. To, I'm not talking we, about every single episode. <laughs> I'm talking about it in my sleep. I'm talking about it. I talked about it for nine innings yesterday. Look again. I'm not going to agree with everything people do. I, I get that. Like I, I can accept that. But I, I just think ultimately, even if guys didn't play, and I think the majority of baseball players, I would assume, don't care. Because it's, you know, if you look at the the ethnic breakdown of baseball, just based off that, but whatever, look, they made their decision, but I ultimately, again, don't think it makes that big of a difference. I just, I think people, corporations, they they kowtow, is that the term? Kowtow. Kowtow. I always mess it up. They kowtow so quickly now. And, and that's, that's where I have issues of, I think a lot of people are a bunch of pussies and, and they kowtow to a lot of people who weren't buying their products in the first place. Like the traditional major league baseball fan, I don't think cares about that. But again, you know, we're going in circles here. I think the point is you're saying the sponsors, I'm saying he actually doesn't give a fuck about what the fans think at all. That, I gotcha. That that the evidence in f- from his political background, from the Augusta thing, from the whatever, is that he's worried about the the sponsors of the game. He's worried about the distractions leading up to the game. He's worried about players boycotting the game. He's not. He doesn't give a fuck what you or I or any other fan thinks about the Georgia voting laws. What about all press is good press? 
if that game's in Atlanta, more people are watching that game than they are in Colorado. I, I, I think that personally, not now isn't all press, good press. Like we're talking about the all-star game. It's April. We wouldn't be talking about the all-star game if they didn't move it. I think more people watch it if it's in Atlanta and there's controversy around it. But again, I don't have anything to back that up. It's just an assumption I'm making. Who knows? Regardless, it's been moved. Back to the initial point. Baseball's back, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying having a team that's actually winning as of now. But, hey. And you've shown, you've shown your displeasure with Major League Baseball by going to the game yesterday and not wanting to leave. <laughs> but I also said... What did I say on Monday's episode? You probably don't remember. I said, I can be annoyed. I'm still going to go to games. Right. I'm, I'm not one of those people. I, I'm not a dude. I've learned to accept. I'm really not a boycotter. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Everyone out there. Like I'm not a boycotter. I'm just, that's not my thing. I'm, I'm not grandstanding and saying now, are there certain places I'm avoiding now? I, I do it quietly. Like I've, to be honest, I've, I've kind of low key been trying to stay away from home Depot because well, one, we all know the service. Yeah. <laughs> but also that they, they I, I would never be happy. They were so casual. And I know, of course, probably every Home Depot was with the mask thing out here, at least the local one by me that I was like, you know, there's a Lowe's down the street and everybody always wears masks. And again, that was just a small decision I made, but I didn't go on social media. It was whatever. And that was a decision I made, but I wasn't like, I am boycotting because every time I go in here, I see some redneck without a mask. Dude, it is what it is. But seriously, also, it's probably mainly because I think Home Depot is worse than Lowe's as far as helping you. The worst. Um, look, I did enjoy the game and I'm not going to be boycotting. And I, I, think, I think a lot of those claims, though, when people say that Joe are kind of bullshit. Yeah, I agree. So here we are and baseball's here. Are you going to, I I was a little confused. I know you had an issue. Are you going to games next when you're you're in New York next week? I am. And I will be attending the Thursday day game, Jackie Robinson day Mets Phillies at Mets right now, looking like a Jacob deGrom third start of the year. Oh, nice. So Yeah. I'll be there. Ne- I'll be there uh, Thursday the fifteenth at City Field. That's great. Well, Joe, I want to do some quick in-house stuff before we move on to discuss the NCAA championship. Great. First of all, I got a one of the best gifts ever that I got to show. I posted it on social media, but Dirtball Emiliano sent me an authentic OJ Simpson Buffalo Bills jersey. It's amazing. I mean, look at this thing. I love it. I and mean, you're such an OJ guy. You're such an you're basically a fan of all of OJ's work. His acting work, his running back work, his murder work. You're, you know, his his uh soft core porn work after his armed robbery work. You are OJ Stan from top to bottom. You've never let anybody talk you off of the OJ uh, off of Team OJ. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I am. I know it. I, I am a piece of shit for being fascinated. You're like 2,000 yards. Like, how many running backs have a 2,000 yard season on their resume and two bodies on their resume? The juice. Also, that- also, 
Allegedly. <laughs> Remind me of the softcore porn thing that OJ did. Didn't he like after he got out of jail in Nevada, he was like in Florida and like he was hanging around with like oh, people promoting yeah. like yeah. a sex video or something like that. You're right. I don't remember the specifics of it, but You're somebody right. was using that OJ name and likeness for, you know something i forget yeah i forgot that's a that's a great part of his resume i can't believe he hasn't done a podcast yet <laughs> right i was i was predicting he was going to enter the podcast game but this will be frank if i did it now on itunes spotify <laughs> we're just going to talk about what would happen if if i had done it the jersey will be framed and yeah. it will definitely cause a little controversy if it go if it goes up on the wall of my parents house that could create some issues with certain members of my family. I can already see, you know, they're going to take the, Hey, he's a murderer. You should not promote this. Seems like a fair stance. And it totally is. I'll say, I agree. He is a murderer. Allegedly. Allegedly. And also in huge dirtball news, we have a big birthday shout out, Joe. Okay. Big birthday shout out all the way to Europe. I believe they're in Europe. Shout out to Dirtball Allen. His girlfriend reached out about a month ago, his girlfriend Mackenzie, and said they are both Dirtballs. She admitted, you could see she was struggling a little. She admitted that she is also a Dirtball. She's a Dirtbella. She's a a Dirtball. And it's his birthday, and he is a hockey player. That's why he's over there. He's been over there for a few years. And even when they've been apart at times, they have one common bond, the Dirty Sports Podcast. I love it. Well, happy birthday, Alan. Hope uh, hope the hockey's going well. Hope you're scoring a lot of goals or saving a lot of goals if you're a goalie or you know getting a lot of check for for checking check check some people get some assists. I don't know <laughs> some hockey stuff. You know, play some good defense. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you're scoring tonight on your birthday, if you know what I mean. Alan. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so what yeah, a great. What a great birthday! By the way, could you ask for a more uh, fitting, dirty sports happy birthday? Speaking of OJ murdering people, we got a birthday shout out. I know. I don't know what. You know, I don't. I should have done the birthday shout out first, then discuss the OJ jersey. But yeah. hey. In vintage Andy Ruther form, I completely botched it. Well, let's discuss another debacle. Oh, we forgot. No, let's do the, let's do the basketball game. I was going to go to the Jets and Sam okay. Darnold, but Baylor, bro, Baylor, bro, putting on a clinic. Uh, yeah, a great a great um, performance from Baylor. You know, number two team in the country. You know, a lot of people saying. They also, you know, potentially had a chance for an undefeated season had they not had a layoff in the middle. I mean, they they dominate that game from the beginning. Defensively, they were lights out. It got close for a minute, and when it got close for a minute, they they put the clamps back on. Uh, a great a great shooting team, very deep and athletic in the backcourt. Play great defense. Um, it really wasn't a game, and uh, is that as close as can? Zaga gets to uh, a championship. Well, they're already the favorites for next year. Gonzaga. They are. I looked. 
the early favorites. So Vegas on earlier, you know, the early odds, I think they return a bunch of guys, but it is interesting. I don't know if you know, they were supposed to play each other during the regular season, mm-hmm. which did not happen. Baylor was just locked and loaded. And I think it's such a cool story. If people who don't know, I mean, their, their, their program was in such turmoil before Drew got there. A guy had killed one of his teammates. I mean, think about that. Guy had murdered one of his teammates. That's where the state of Baylor basketball was when he joined the team in 2003. And there was a whole cover up over it. Three. Yeah, I think. Wow. So like this was a long process. And I think this is also an argument to stop firing your coach right away. Yeah. Like if you look at their records and I did, it's a gradual slowly getting better, slowly getting better. So you know what I'm saying? And we're talking 18 years later. And now they're they're consistently in the top 10. I don't know, the last five, six years. Sometimes it takes a minute, especially if one of your players had just murdered somebody on his own yeah, team. Th- that'll set you back. I mean, look at the Bills, you know, OJ. That's the early 90s, basically right in the middle of the, the Super Bowl run. No Super Bowl runs since OJ went back to back. It's the OJ episode. I was just going to say, OJ getting a lot of love on this episode. This is definitely a throwback. But yeah, kudos to to Drew and the Brad. And, I was, I, and congrats. I, and, and have we checked in on our boy, Joe Gibelli? Has anybody checked in? I know, I know I did see a lot of talk in my mentions. I don't know why people thought, you know, I, I give Joe shaboring uh, a lot of heat uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, but you know, it's all in good fun, but the amount of people that were like sliding into my DMS and sliding into my mansions telling me that Shaboring was having a old fashioned to Kimmy Mutombo block party after the, uh, after the final game, apparently he was, he was throwing around blocks for people that were talking trash. I got that um, as well. I got, I got some block party DMS as well. Yeah. And, uh, so apparently Shabelli blocking a lot of people and, I did not even check in on Joe. I, uh, you know, I like, I'm not trying to kick a man while he's down. I didn't even check in on him, but I, I was wondering, did, did he do any ref blaming? That's his favorite thing in the world is, you know, the refs are always against all his teams. I'm currently looking at his Twitter feed to see if there's anything. No, that's good. Our boys has grown up. He's grown up and he's grown up and he's grown up. I don't see anything. And oh, I'm proud uh, took an yeah. L like a took an L like a man. That was a tough one to take. Although there is an argument to be made, you'd rather just get your ass kicked and lose in a close game for your emotional yep. state of mind. For sure. If it was a close game, there would have been some ref ref blaming. Yeah. Um, now I know the talk was, and they did the deal before the final game. Um, there was a lot of like few to North Carolina rumors, but then they go and hire my boy, uh, Tar Heel alum, Nick fan favorite, Hubert Davis. He's a Nick, he's a Nick fan favorite, huh? 
He's a Nick fan favorite from the big four point play uh, or, or three point foul in the, uh, in the series with the bulls in 94, Scotty Pippen fouls him shooting a three. Um, so he has, he has at least one famous Nick moment. Well, he's got a lot of years as an assistant. Obviously he went there. was a star there. This seems to be the move. This is relatively new, right? Joe, that these colleges are former player. They're former players, which I don't have a problem with, especially a guy who's put in his time. who's played at the professional level. And I think it's a good hire. It's tough. It's definitely a tough, tough job to fill big shoes to fill there. Yeah. But good luck to him. We'll be rooting for him. I mean, nothing but success at that program. Yeah. Even the dude uh, who took over after Dean Smith for a couple of seasons led him to a Final Four. Have no clue what his name was. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't. (laughs) Not a big college basketball guy. Certainly don't remember the between Dean Smith and Roy Williams. he, He was older. And that was the thing. He got the job because he had been. He'd been an assistant for a while. For like ever. And. Uh, I don't feel like looking this up. I'm already. Don't, then don't look it up. We've but already now, talked more college basketball than we should. Bill Guthridge. Sure. Sure. Oh, Bill Guthridge. He did three seasons. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Matt Doherty this, era. Oh, right. From Notre Dame. Yeah. He was a debacle. Um, yeah. So good luck. If not, you can always Bill hire George. This land is your land. That was him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, great game and tough to wait, tough way to lose for Gonzaga to have such a great season. But uh I think that happens a lot. You play in such a close game, such a hard fought game. Did I call that? I didn't give him any shot. I said, you know, beating the beating bears back to back. It's going to be tough to do. Was that you or was that Bill Walden who said that? It was, I think it was, you know, both of us. I, I was agreeing in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bill was really adamant about that. Yeah. So we are, where are we at in NBA season? We've got like 30 games left, less than 30 sure. games left, like 25 yep. games left. Mm-hmm. The big question I have at this point is the seating really matter for the Lakers and for the Nets. Those are the two teams. Those, those two teams specifically because of injuries. Right. I think seating matters I for think everybody matter- in, okay. in some sense, but I, but I understand your question and I would say that yes, it matters for both those teams, but it matters more for the uh, Nets. I would say than it does the Lakers. The Lakers were the Lakers won a championship last year in a bubble in front of no fans. Lakers fans don't really have a great history of, you know, being game game changing type of fans. Um, I don't think LeBron James um, is the kind of per like, I think LeBron James could play, you know, a game in Toontown like he will on space jam. And it's going to be the same as playing in Cleveland and Miami and whatever. Obviously everybody wants to have a, you know, a home crowd, but I don't think it's going to be as important as it is to a Nets team that is, you know, coming on, uh, trying to take over New York. It'll never happen, but trying to, you know, 
truly be the first team that builds a fan base there. Um, you've got Durant, who, I mean, at this point, it's safe to say Durant doesn't handle criticism very well. I think we can safely say that Durant does not is pretty thin skinned. And so the idea of your best player being somebody who probably wants, uh, you know, friendly confines of a home stadium, then you've got um, Harden and who has his own playoff struggles and Kyrie who might not know what planet he's on. So I don't think it's as much of a factor for Kyrie, but um, I think that the nets are going to need that home court advantage way infinitely more than the Lakers. So I think the seating does matter for those guys. For me, it's not even about home court advantage. It's about, I just don't think seating matters for LeBron. And I don't know if I'm giving him too much credit, but I just don't think it matters. Well, I think LeBron at this point, he's he's done it too many times. Yeah. And the idea of we're going to lose, you know, you got to play everybody. You got to play the best team at some point. I honestly, you know, I think there's probably a strategy, not a strategy, but there's probably some sort of uh, excitement that comes with LeBron potentially playing a team he has to beat before the conference finals. You know, we've seen that before when he, he, you know, just absolutely destroyed a, a one seed um, Raptors in the second round then goes on to beat, I believe it was the two seed Celtics after that. Like we've seen him do this um, in his days around the league. So yeah, I just don't, I agree. I don't think it matters for the Lakers really almost at all. Um, I think the Lakers are doing this, a very similar thing to the Kobe Shaq years. like be healthy. doesn't matter. Um, as opposed to the Nets, I think it's, it, it will matter. And from a home court advantage standpoint, from a not playing the best team until you absolutely have to standpoint. So the yeah. only thing the Lakers would want to avoid if I was the Lakers was the Clippers in the first round. Sure. But, but LeBron hasn't as LeBron, like I think the statistic is like LeBron's never been behind in a game in the first round or something like that. Like his first round records, like bananas. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't. I just don't think it matters. And I think that the East is just so competitive. Not that the West isn't, but I just – they're both competitive. But I just think it's going to matter for Brooklyn because let's not forget, they, they don't have guys who have done it on their own. Like, Katie joined the Warriors to win. Kyrie needed LeBron to come back to win. If I told James Harden's that, never been to a, I'm sorry, he, he he did go to a finals, but that was early on in his career with Oklahoma City. If I told you right now, I'd give you two to one odds. I'll give you, I'll give you double your money on a, if you wanted to bet on a Lakers, Nets, NBA finals matchup. Would you take it? Or do you think that there's a chance, there's a halfway decent chance that one of them do not make it this year? Yeah, I think there's a halfway decent chance for sure. I'd still put my odds on it. So if you were getting money, if you're getting extra it's, money, if you're getting two to one, you'd bet it. Yeah, it all comes down to health, man. Yeah. Like like for the Lakers. Sit those guys. I don't care if you're the eight seed. Like, like let's let's say Utah finishes with the one seed. If you have a healthy Lakers team as an eight seed, 
It doesn't. I mean, yeah. Like, what does it matter if you're going to have to play the jazz anyway? We're talking seven games. I I think people for some reason forget that. I was thinking about that last night when the jazz game was on, I I was hanging out with cutter and I was like, well, you think this jazz team could beat the, he didn't say they could, but I was just kind of saying it out loud. I was like, there's no way this jazz team can beat the Lakers four out of seven games. There's just no way a healthy again. Health is huge. Right. A healthy LeBron, a healthy AD. There's no way. Schneider, I mean, there's a, there's a way, but I agree. It's not likely if, if the Lakers are completely healthy. Quinn Schneider been the sideline all coked out of his mind. He he definitely was a cokehead. Like, I know that's a dirty sports thing that we're running with, but like he does he not look like such a cokehead? Yeah, absolutely. But isn't that a isn't that like a rumor as well? Isn't that like a isn't is wasn't it? that I, I believe that the rumor is that's what happened to him at Mizzou is he was like doing blow with sorority girls. Was that us or was that out there? I, I, no, I lost track. That's out there. That's out there. I think that's out there that we brought to people, but that's that's out there. That's a rumor. Because he was great at Mizzou and then was suddenly like, yeah, we know. Kind of disappeared and then went to the NBA. I literally put in Quinn Schneider cocaine and then Google Images. (laughs) Google Images shows all these images of the sideline. Of like him. him, Of of him looking coked out on the sidelines. Like licking his like fingers. And then there's a. there's a meme that says blow too much of a good thing. Isn't always good. And it's a picture of, yeah, I, you're right. It's definitely out there. Love it. Is he getting Coke in salt Lake. Yeah, probably. Doesn't seem like a very cocaine friendly town. It's two, three beer. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it. I mean, I think he's probably got a guy, you know, yeah. he's probably buying it from the, uh, Probably buying it from the Pizza Hut that poisoned Michael Jordan. <laughs> they, said I, they said I couldn't get cocaine in Salt Lake City, and I took that personally. <laughs> what a what a, you know we're a year removed from that Joe. What a fucking lie! What a lie! What the. Uh, I mean, it's just the, po- the poison pizza. I'm not buying it at all. Oh my god! The pizza guy poisoned Michael Jordan. I mean, that's it was a, a it was a part a, of the documentary was a fucking interview with the or pizza guy. It's a criminal offense, man. Yeah, poisoning someone's food. Yeah, what is this? The fucking Knights of the Round Table? Like, you gotta have get, get out of here. This is like an episode of Game of Thrones. I mean, dude, the things that we just, again, and like I now, again, a year later, it's even funnier. I might have entertained it last year because I was caught up in the hoopla, but now I'm thinking this is absurd. Yeah. I put arsenic on his pepperoni. Like, what are we talking about here? This is absurd. Uh, Dirtballs, we will be on the Stakes app tonight for the Lakers heat game. So if you have not downloaded the Stakes app, it's a great app where you can you know, place real-time wagers using coins on their app tonight for the 7.30 Lakers Heat game, which is on national TV. So go ahead and hop on tonight. There is a dirty sports group. So that's important. I know sometimes you guys will go in the common group where 
Everybody's not. There's a dirty sports group. So watch the game tonight on TNT. We'll be doing the first half of Lakers Heat. Join the dirty sports groups. I will be curating the questions. So we'll try to make them fun. It was super fun last time when we did it for that Syracuse game. I, I learned my lesson. I was the leader in the in the clubhouse the entire time. I had the most coins and then a reckless poorly planned jeopardy wager at the end i went too small somebody went somebody bet all their coins on the last question and leapfrogged me very poor jeopardy planning by me i won't be making that mistake again tonight but uh guys get in there sign up for the stakes app right now and and the other cool thing i like that they i kind of like that they do this at first i was like why not the whole game but i kind of like that they do these halves you're in you're out you, uh, you know, you win as many coins as you can in, you know, an hour and it's kind of fun. And, uh, speaking of jeopardy wagers, Andy, have you been watching Aaron Rodgers on jeopardy? At all? So I haven't, I'm glad you brought that up though. Cause I need to, that's a good reminder for first me. of all, he's really good. I can see second, that. Second of all, apparently he wants the job. I've heard. He even talked about like their filming schedule. And that like, he's like, they film 46 days a year or something like that. I don't know where he gets that number. Oh, it might be that they film 46 days a year because they do multiple episodes. In sure. A day. So he's saying, forget after retiring. He's like, I could be the Jeopardy host now. And uh, he's really good. I like him. He's already made some funny jokes. Like he, you know, I, I'm not, I'm sure you saw the, uh, the thing with the guy, the final Jeopardy thing talking about the field goal. He was, sure. his, he was on his toes for that one. Um, he, you know, he did a joke about opening one of the shows about knowing what it's like to replace a legend. Um, so it was great. And then I don't know if you saw the video clip of I did. I mean, he handled himself really well in one of the most awkward Jeopardy moments I've ever seen. I didn't think that was even that awkward. It was, it was pretty, everybody like in the moment, everybody was pretty awkward. Even the guy, even the contestant who had to like go back to the board after he was like, yeah, I mean, obviously they didn't, no one really understood like, yeah, Jeopardy's probably not bringing uh, up human rights atrocities, um, but they all guessed basically a human rights atrocity. He's like, uh, the answer was so the Iran, uh, you know, hostages. hostages. So let me ask this, because I've never been a Jeopardy guy. And this is going to sound so stupid because I don't know, but I'm going to be honest. Like, when does it air? Uh, that's incredible. That's just, I, I have no, okay. Okay. Full disclosure. They're probably going to lose their mind. I have no clue when it airs. I have no clue what channel it's on. Well, it is a syndicated show. So it's on different channels and it's on at different times. But is like, it on like an NBC or ABC? Like, is it on yes, one major typically. network? Tip. No. No. Okay. But, tip, but typically it's on one of those. Uh, wherever I, when I was in New York, it was on our ABC affiliate. I believe in LA, it's also on our ABC affiliate. Um, but it's early, so, like four o'clock, right? No, it's on. It typically, again, it's it's syndicated, so it, it can air different times depending on where you are. And there's actually a fun uh, fact about places. Some places air it before Wheel of Fortune. Some places uh aired after and they there was a scientific thing back in the day about how they figured out um people 
prefer to watch it before Wheel of Fortune. They stick around for Wheel of Fortune and feel smarter after they feel dumb watching Jeopardy, as opposed to if they watch Wheel of Fortune and feel smart and then Jeopardy comes on, they feel dumb, they turn it off. So typically it airs um, at seven ish um, PM uh, prior to like, it's, it's part of a block with uh, wheel of fortune, a lot of places that leads into prime time. Okay. Gotcha. That's where it, that's what time it is here. That's what time it was when I was in New York. Uh, when I was in, when I was at Lehigh and we were in between there, it aired twice. It aired like at six 30 and then at seven because on two different affiliates. So, but typically it's like right before prime time on one of your major networks. Oftentimes it's ABC. And how long is he, how many episodes is he going to do? He's doing two weeks of shows. So he's doing 10 episodes. Okay. Well, regardless, he's setting himself up for a career, maybe like a Michael Strahan, because he's got the charm. He's got the personality. We've seen it through years in commercials. He's great. I mean, the, these are tough, you know, Jeopardy is a tough show. And oh, yeah. talking about a lot of different things. And he's pronouncing everything right. He's doing it like... You know, he seems to know he's talking about. He's obviously a smart guy. I like it. I certainly think it's more interesting than Ken Jennings and, you know, whoever. Oh, that's a tough role to fill, especially after Alex Trebek was yeah. the GOAT for so many years. My, the only complaint I have so far is Aaron Rodgers, like myself, like Alex Trebek, known to rock a mustache. And then he goes with like the light beard. While he's doing, while he's doing Jeopardy, it's like I'm not saying you should do like some Alex Trebek cosplay, but uh, you've been known to rock a mustache in your day, my dude. Like, may as well do it on Jeopardy. As a tip of the hat to the old King of Canada, is there any timetable for replacing Trebek? I don't. I'm sure that there is not. I'm sure that this is like. They're just doing some rotating. This is doing, this is like royalty. They don't want to make the wrong decision. Yeah. They got to find their Drew Carey. I was going to say, what, what did Prices Right do with Drew Carey? How, they, how did, many- they did the same thing. They did a rotating thing and then they settled on Carey. And it's, it's amazing that these game shows now, it's like Trebek made Jeopardy, Jeopardy made Trebek. Barker made Prices Right, Price Right, Barker. Like now you get these guys who are stepping into these legendary roles that are already somebody. Um, Drew Carey's fine, but it's like, what an opportunity to also like showcase somebody, but I like Aaron Rodgers at Jeopardy. I'm into it. You could host any show game show. What would you do? If I could host any game show. Yeah. I mean, the price is right. is a pretty fun game show to host. That's a fun one. Um, I know mine. How about, uh, how about the no whammies one? <laughs> the what? Press your luck. You remember press your luck? I don't remember. No whammies, that. no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. Um, also, Double Dare. Double Dare. What, Mark Summer hosted that? Yeah. That'd Which be was fun. so funny because he was OCD and the whole thing's about like slime and toe jam and whatever. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I would love to host Family Feud. And I know. Oh, Family Feud. That's a good one. Steve Harvey does a great job, and I think he's amazing. And they've had some great hosts. But 
That would be the Steve Harvey thing. What's so funny about the Steve Harvey hosting family feud now is like they had a couple of those moments where people answered things ridiculously and uh, they went viral. And now they write these questions simply to be like, you know, simply for those moments. I think it's like a little bit. I think it's like a little bit hacky now. But, you know, like now Steve Harvey is a caricature of Steve Harvey doing Family Feud. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. What is something we asked 100 people? What is something in your husband's pants that is hard? And then they're like, (laughs) and then they're like his penis. He's like, now come on. Come on. His penis. And he just looks around. It's like. The number one answer is zipper. And you're like, bro, what the fuck is this? Like, so my disabled uncle who's in a nursing facility and he's in his, in his late seventies, he loves family feud and he loves Steve Harvey and, and he's mentally disabled as well. And I told him that I was on Steve Harvey's. This is recently I was visiting my brother and I was like, I was on Steve Harvey's talk show. And when I showed him the video, his mind was like, he's like, you met Steve Harvey. I was like, yeah, it was a, you know, his show, which of course got canceled two months after I was on it. The Ruther curse. That's how good this red lineup is. The Ruther. It's the only thing that the Ruther curse can't undo. Is there, is there any validity that I have moved back? And that's like, Hey, Ruther's back. Like you've reversed the curse with the move to the Midwest. Like I've moved back where I'm from for the Reds. Bengals are going to go 16 and 0. I mean, the Bengals just just announced a ring of honor today. Yeah. Yeah, we And we talked about that. I like it. So who's the first guy that goes into the ring of honor? They already, they already announced it. Is it Munoz? It's Munoz and uh, Paul Brown. Dude, the disparity between those stadiums. You go down to the red stadium and they just have statues, statues. And last year they added the like the thing for the 1869 team, which is awesome. I was I was checking it out yesterday. They added that. Obviously, COVID hit, so nobody could experience it. They've added so much. You go to the Bengal Stadium and it's just what what team did they were, were they honoring? The first team, the 1869 team. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, 69 yeah. team. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's 69 team. Nice. A hundred years later, amazing Mets. I'll tell you what, though, man. I know I've said it before on this show. I'll say it again. Not many people 69. And I'm just going to say it. Oh, OK. Steve Not- Harvey's like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. What's an activity you like uh, to do I, I, with your wife that most people might no, they'll find be, for kill you? Steve, Steve, Steve Harvey's family feud these days. We got five answers on the board. We're looking for uh, a number between 65 and 71. We're looking for numbers between 65 and 71. <laughs> we have five answers on the board. Four answers are gone. Somebody finally is like, how about 69? Steve's like, come on, come on. What you, What are you doing out here? Come on. But Steve, uh, the other four answers on the boards are 66, 67, 68, 70. He's like, come I mean, come on. Steve's being overtaken by his daughter. She's getting all the news now. Yeah. Right. What's it, I don't know. What's his daughter's deal? 
Well, she's dating Michael B. George. She's dated so many different wow, okay, famous people, and you know she's really attractive, and it's she's young, and it's one of those you you don't know about this, Lori. No, no. Lori Harvey. Lori Harvey. No. Yeah, man. I maybe I you know what? It's funny because I may have I think I came across her like somebody talking about her and her profile. I didn't even realize that was the thing that she was Steve Harvey's daughter. Yeah. I love Michael B. Jordan. Have you thought about naming your son OJ B. Simpson? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) OJ B. Simpson. (laughs) It's tough to name your kid OJ now. Like who's, who's, there's a couple. We had OJ Mayo. We got uh, OJ Howard. Yeah. But like, that's a risky one. I want to know the last people to name their kid OJ and also Adolf. Yeah, Adolf. That's a tough one. Has there ever been a name ruined more? Like, there's nothing that compares to that, right? No. Hitler ruined Adolf and the mustache. I mean, he ruined two things. Yeah. And the crazy, the crazy part is he, Michael, he, ruined, he ruined the hard side part for a lot of people too. Although, you know, current American Nazis have embraced that. <laughs> They're like, no, we'll still go with the hard side part. The crazy thing about Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan has such arrogance. Remember he tried to bring back the mustache. Yeah. And Charles Barkley called him out on it. Yeah. He was in a Haynes commercial with the Hitler stash. Like, no one said anything. No one from Haynes was like, I don't know if we should be airing this one. The makeup girl's like, does he have a Hitler stash? <laughs> Unbelievable. So what do you make of this Sam Darnold trade, Joe? He I like did, it. He did not get much in return. They, I, I actually, I really like it for the Panthers. I'm not like an, a Sam Darnold stan by any means, but they didn't give up a lot. He's, you know, he's reunited with Robbie Anderson. They have weapons. They have uh, their offensive coordinator, who's the guy, you know, that came in from LSU, who was like Burroughs, like passing coordinator or whatever. Um, So their offense was decent at times last year. I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater guy. So I like it. And I like a change. You know what? the, The thing about Sam Darnold, too, is like, he was in LA, but like, dude, we all know, like no one gives like sports out here. It's like the amount of people that talk about, you know, Notre Dame football in New Jersey is, is larger than the number of people who talk about USC football in Los Angeles. Like it's not that big a deal. No one cares. There's so much going on. He goes to New York. I mean, you would think, Big city to big city, but like the pressure of playing for the Jets versus the pl- the pressure that he faced in college is like unbelievable. He gets a change of scenery, he gets a good up and coming coaching staff, he gets decent weapons, he's got McCaffrey to you know be a you know be a kind of a security blanket, and he's got you know a pretty low key uh, fan base when it comes to like all the press and stuff that's involved. I like it. I actually like, is it, is it making me buy Sam Darnold stock? Yeah. A little bit. Am I like a Sam on the Sam Darnold train at this point? No, but I like this a lot more than I like a lot of quarterback moves when guys are like, Oh, let's free, you know, 
Kirk Cousins from the Redskins. I'm like, good fucking luck with that. Well, it's definitely low risk, high reward, considering they gave up a fourth, I'm sorry, a sixth round pick this year and a second and fourth next year. But I'm not, dude, he, here's the thing. I'm not sold on him at all. I wasn't sold on him going into the NFL. He turned the ball over so much at USC. Yeah. So much. If you turn the ball over in college, you're going to change that in the pros, and he hasn't. Well, you know, that's what people were saying about Josh Allen, which was there's not a there's not a good precedent for guys being more accurate in the pros than they were in college, but He's proven that wrong. I think I think the thing is you have to find a coaching staff and a system that is like, here's why we can make what you are work here. And I mean, obviously, the Panthers looked at Darnold and was like, we think we can make him work. There's no doubt about it that he has talent, that he has the ability to make, you know, just about every throw. It really is. It really does come down to them for to him not turning the ball over. Now, there's this whole conversation that has happened around Tannehill and Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry has been improved by Tannehill. And Tannehill, you know, plays so much better now that he's on the Titans because he has a running game. And it's like everybody wants to do this analytics thing and and say, like, it's Tannehill that made Henry better. No, it's Henry that made Tannehill better, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's very clear that they're both better because he's been a competent, you know, uh, he's been a competent game manager, quarterback, and Derrick Henry's been a beast. It's a very similar situation that you're putting yourself in with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you have a guy who can carry the load, you know, literally and figuratively, and they they have had they have weapons. I, I low risk high reward. I really like that move by the Panthers. And if it doesn't work, what did it cost them? They can go get a quarterback. What was their other option? You know, they're not drafting high enough to be in the mix for a quarterback this year. You you don't really want to rebuild that way. Um, you get a guy who has. NFL experience, but has not proven anything. So you don't have to, you don't have to pay him. I really like it. Sam Darnold's, I think 23 or 24. He's young still. Yeah, it's definitely low risk, high reward. He's 23. He'll be 24 in June. Yeah. He, I, I didn't realize he's that young. I just don't know. I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm I'm not too optimistic he can turn around. Maybe he can. Hopefully he can for his sake. It sounds like the Jets obviously know who they want to take at quarterback now. Which it's got to be Wilson, but who knows with the Jets. All I know is they're going to pick the wrong guy. Oh, 100%. Whoever that guy is, he will be wrong. Like he'll be right if he goes to the Niners, but he'll be wrong if he goes to the Jets. Yeah. No, for sure. It's the curse of Fitzmagic. What's that? How long is that bet with that you have with Kyle Aronofsky? I think it was ten years, but uh, it's funny that they're for you know they're what did they pick Darnold three, four, whatever it is. Like the first few years of that bet, 
where the Sam Darnold are. He's already gone. We were talking about you're starting from scratch again. Yeah, he was third. Yeah, it's a hard reset already. Well, in some awful NFL news, former player Philip Adams killed four people and then himself in South Carolina. And, and this is just, I bring this up because how many times are we going to see this just time and time again with former players? He killed a doctor and his wife. And what's so awful about this whole thing, he also killed the two grandchildren who were nine and five. Then he kills himself. He had concussions. You know, there are, there are times where CTE is a cop. CTE is a real thing. And I'm not saying CTE should be to blame for killing four people, including children. But at what point, it's the same argument we have with the gun issue, right? In this country, it's all like, at what point there, there's a, we, we got to do something to take care of these guys. There's a, there is enough. The gun issue is more complicated. You're talking about, I don't know, 350 million guns. This issue is former players. This is just a fucking, this is, this is, you know, this is most comparable to, you know, veterans and coming back and having PTSD. And for so long, the United States government, first of all, acting like PTSD wasn't a thing now, barely acting like it's a thing, you know, not being able to give these guys the help they need. The NFL makes so much goddamned money. Contracts aren't guaranteed. You, if you don't play X amount of years in the league, you don't get a pension. You don't get whatever. You're so, you know, everybody goes, keep your politics in the sports. They say, you know, you treat us like slaves. It's like you fucking treat them like slaves. We're talking about a very small percentage of the guys that are set for life by playing in the NFL, the guys you don't know, the guys whose names you don't know. And, and also the most dangerous, you know, parts of the NFL are the ones played by the most expendable guys, the special teams, the gunners, all that stuff. You could get, you know, more concussions as a gunner for two seasons in the NFL than you would if you're Tom Brady for 25 years at quarterback. And, you never heard that guy's name. He barely makes a team. He's got to make those hits just to try to make the team to get a contract that'll pay for anything. And then if they don't last, the NFL's like, fuck you, goodbye forever. Also, simultaneously, Roger Goodell makes $70 million a year or whatever the fucking, that, that might be lowballing. Like, it's ridiculous to not have part of these big TV deals and the big contracts and the big everything be like, this money gets set aside for post-career care across the board. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's just, there's such a select few who play in the National Football League. So there's not that many people, but there's billions of dollars. You can, you can set aside money for physical and mental health services. Now, obviously, it would be on the players to use those and take advantage of that. But you have to do like, this is continuing to be a real problem. Now, Phil Adams was not a name player, right? But junior say I was, we, we have name players, hall of famers who have done this to themselves and have done this to others. 
You're a dead. This is something that is you are putting someone in harm's way to other people, to civilians, not NFL people. Like you have to take a hard look at this and and just if you put this money in some sort of fund, it's also going to matriculate more money to put it in some some IRA or something that's going to get. The other thing is the NFL could own its own hospital. The NFL could have a small hospital in Canton, Ohio. You, you know, it's in the middle of the country. It's right by the Hall of Fame. Like, you need, you know, you need you need a, a a CAT scan. You need a, a, a you know an MRI. You need whatever. Come to the NFL Health Center. There's yeah. one building in the central part of the country. All you gotta do is get yourself there. Like, if you're an owner, and you see this story. And again, we're, we're talking whole family murdered. And then the guy takes his own life. If you, if, if this doesn't move you to want to take action at all, when you do have the resources and the financial funds, you're just a cold person. If this doesn't want to move you to help out, to at least start something or to get the initiative going, how many times are we going to see this? Uh, again, it's, it, it's not as complicated of an entire country. How many former NFL players are living right now? A few thousand? Just do something. Because here we are time and time again. It's unbelievable. Just take care of your former players. It's such a simple concept. But this is what the NFL does. They do everything they can to lower player empowerment they don't want those guys to have power they don't want to take care of those guys nothing's bigger than the brand if you want if you want you know if you want power go to the nba you want to have a voice go play this go play that not here not in the nfl they're open about it they're obvious about it it's you know it's part of the deal it's part of what you sign up for i mean this isn't even about power this is about where does it end, though? You know what I mean. That's this what is the just. Whole this is just. Next, such... next, do I have to pay for their food after their career is over? No, I mean this is just a simple. You know. Yeah, but I mean it's true. This is socialism. Now I'm just giving everybody money. It's such a basic human right, healthcare, to <laughs> take care of someone who helped you make that money, like. There's the give and take there. There's the system. They helped contribute to make you money. They also made money. And now you're just going to take care of them in the long run. So don't be assholes. We do have an update on the Tiger Woods car crash as yeah. of yesterday. He was apparently going between 84 and 87 Double the speed limit, more than double the speed limit when he crashed. You've I mean, been on that road. You know where that is. I mean, he's flying. That's, that's, a can you curvy, imagine? Yeah. It's also you, a curvy, like, you know, hilly, mountainy, not quite a mountain, but it's coming out of the, like, the, the PV mountain area. Um, why, why is he going that? Dude, I have a lot of questions. The rumor is that he also left um, Terranea, which is where he was staying like with attitude. 
So he was already like pissed off or something when he was leaving there. But like that's that's you and I know the area. I mean, to drive that fast, I drive fast, but to drive 80 there is insane. You, you, you're you're calling for a death sentence. Yeah. And I was also like, what are you in a rush for, bro? If you're going to some golf event like, you know, I know he was going to like Rolling Hills Country Club or whatever. And they had the, the couple of days before he had golf with David Spade. He had golf with. D Wade, he golf, whatever. So he's doing these like celebrity shoots kind of things. It's like, they're going to wait for you, bro. Take your fucking sweet ass time. But apparently, but here's the thing about the Tiger Woods. At first they said, we have information, but we can't release it. We have an explanation for the crash, but we can't release it for privacy issues. And then it's like, if we talk to Tiger Woods, team or something like that, and they give us the, okay. And then they come out with like, he was speeding. Is that what you were hiding? It doesn't, it seems like there's more to the story here. And, I agree. And maybe they gave him the go ahead to talk about well, his speed, but not the other aspects of it. Well, they're not doing a was blood test. A, uh, was he having an argument on the phone at the same yeah. time? Was he under, you know, was he heavily medicated as he really seemed to be? Well, they claim uh, they found no drugs or pills, but they also were they also refused a blood test. Right. Something's missing. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Totally. And, and driving like that. See, I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a, like I'm not a fast driver, but I have been made fun of. Um, by some of the children in my family for how I drive. And that's fine. Like, I'm just, I'm not a speedster. I don't know. Is that the term speedster? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, that's not me. Like, like me going fast is going like 85 and a 65. Like that's me going fast. I want to see some real speed, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't speed. And also I'm not in California anymore. And I already know, you don't get pulled over because you can't in California because there's too much traffic. Like here, highway patrols everywhere. Yeah. And I still have this ego about how many never, speeding tickets you have in your life? None. And I still have an ego with that. None. None. That's crazy. So I, I want to continue this streak. So even when I'm in a hurry, you've never you've never been pulled over for speeding? No. Wow. I, I I've, I've been got, pulled over for speeding multiple times on the same trip. The only like ticket as far as that I, I and it was questionable uh a motorcycle cop in las vegas gave me running a red light but it was one of those yellow like that's the only kind of traffic violation i've gotten which i contested and i won it was like dude it was yeah you know so yeah no speeding no now have i run over a fire hydrant and left the scene of the crime yes right. i've done that right. i mean i've done some ext extreme things but no speeding tickets which I'm very proud of. So yeah, most people, when they hear that, they're like, what? None. But tiger, I, I just, I just. And then he didn't break like the idea that he didn't break like that. That's, that's the, the suspicious detail. If you're going 80 and then you went at it, like, why would you not break? Were He's you trying to kill trying? himself? Was he trying to kill yeah, himself? Right. That's the question. I mean, I'm being to kill himself? Did you pass out? Were you not looking at the road? Those are basically your three options. You were either like distracted driving and drove off the road. You fell asleep 
or passed out pill wise or whatever, or you were trying to kill yourself. Bad so, place to try to kill yourself. If you just, she literally just came from like the cliffs of PV way easier places to kill himself than Hawthorne Boulevard. She just drove him right off the side of the cliff into the ocean. Yeah. Thelma and Louise style. Well, something's not adding up here and there's definitely something else. If he's driving erratically like that, like you said, something's going on psychologically or emotionally. I see in YouTube comment about I should be Tiger's personal driver since I've been. Yeah. Dude, can you imagine me and Tiger driving? Oh, dude, we would, we would crush the Perkins waitress scene together. I'd be like, yo, Tiger, we're hitting IHOP today, man. I saw a new hostess is working there. It's pretty messed up, though. I just don't know why you drive like that in, in an area that's has sharp turns. If if you look at his at his the trajectory and you can see it, have you seen drawings of the crash? He is so lucky to be alive. I don't know yeah. if you and I understand the terrain in the area. I don't think people realize how lucky Tiger is to be alive. That really does almost push that theory of like, was he trying to kill himself? Right. I don't think it's that crazy to think that. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. And I'll be curious how the recovery process goes for him. I was, you know, I said on the Masters. That not to like, you know, shit on Tiger Woods or like kick a man while he's down or anything like that. But I did say on the the Masters podcast with Tug that, um, you know, it makes me more excited for to watch the Masters. That it's not just Tiger, 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 Tiger all the time. Um, he's not even there. You know, obviously he'll be mentioned. He'll be mentioned as he's mentioned in every golf tournament ever. But like, I'm excited to watch it because it's not, you know, I'll be watching the guys in these next couple of days who are in the hunt for the championship and they won't be like, okay, here's, you know, yeah, here's uh Dustin Johnson uh, for a birdie for the lead. We now go to tiger woods. Who's 12 strokes back, but is tiger woods. So let's what, see, let's see what he's doing on 14. Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Now, when you watch tigers, like this is why I tried to kill myself. <laughs> Yeah. So you'll be watching for sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Tug and I talked about a lot of our, we have, we have some money sprinkled around. Okay. Uh, We made some gambling predictions. We made some gambling. uh, You know, we, we talked a lot of the, the guys we like the guys, you know, we're rooting for. So that's what, you know, Tug talked me into doing a, an episode because he said, I like that you've been gambling on golf. I'm like, yeah, if I gamble on golf, then I have interest and I watch. It's like, as opposed to watching and then gambling on something you're already watching, I'm gambling just to watch, which yeah. I also did with, which I, which I also did with the, uh, the, the college basketball tournament this year. I was like, sure. put a little money on a couple games and now you care. Now you're riding, dying with UCLA. Yeah. Well, you should invite Tuck over and, uh, you guys should watch the masters and should crack open some cold Miller lights while you enjoy a tradition, a tradition unlike no other, which is you drinking Miller Lights while watching sports. That is a tradition. That is no truly other. a tradition unlike any other. Joe Prano and and Miller Light on the couch, 
with some sports on TV. You know, they say there's some history and some tradition with that, uh, with that golf tournament. Uh, there's some history and tradition with every couch I've ever owned me, a cold Miller light, some sports on television, some, you know, we got, we got baseball, we have golf, we've got, you know, the NBA this weekend, we got all kinds of good stuff. When are you going to come out here? I got a great little patio set up now. Have a few cold Miller lights as we catch up. Have a couple cold Miller lights in the Midwest spring heat. I like it. Right. I'll, you know, I'm all about it. I'm, I'm, I'm making a Midwest run over the summer, over the late spring, early summer. So maybe, maybe I'll have to be either, either be shoehorned into that or just make a direct trip. I'll have to look at when my Metsies are coming to the great American ballpark. Yeah. Check it out, man. Come out here, guys. Miller Lite has been a great light beer with great taste. Joe, since 1975. What an easy choice. What an easy choice for anybody listening to the show if you want to gather with friends. So next time you're getting beer with friends, make it Miller time. Luckily, you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to, de- to find delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. All right, July, Joe. We- July 19th, 20th. That's when the that's when the Mets are in Cincinnati. July 19th. And, and, and then 20th. a 1235 July 24th. Oh, that's a day game. Got it. So it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, third week of July, Mets at Reds. Is that when I make my return to the Great American Ballpark? I like those day games. I love it. I, I went to a Mets Reds day game. What's the next closest ballpark to Cincinnati? Cleveland? Yeah. It would be Cleveland. Like it. Which is still mm, four, four and a half hours. I mean, it's not that close. It's not that bad, but. You haven't been to Cleveland, have you? I have not. Beautiful that's park. I, that, that's why I ask, Andy. Yeah. I think I'm going to check out the uh, AAA affiliate, the Louisville River Bats. Ooh. I think I'm going to go how, to a game there, too. How far are you from Louisville? 90 minutes. Okay. And, you know, Louisville's a fun city. The bars are open until 4 in Louisville. And, you know, obviously, you have Louisville Slugger. That's a whole day trip for that people like to do. You have obviously Churchill Downs. Louisville's a fun city. Like you can get turned in Louisville. Like <laughs> Rick Patino is well aware. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about when you keep when you keep a whole city's bars open till four. You're in a city known in an area known for whiskey. Bad things are going to happen, and by bad things, I mean awesome. Okay, we have some great calls from the Dirt Balls. The hotline is always 310-359-8365. We'll start off with a uh, a little paid call. Mm. Paid call from Reed, who likes to give us these lovely donations. So thank you, Reed, for that. Hey, Dirty Sports. It's 
the number one Yolo County dirtball Reed calling in. So I've been thinking about this Deshaun Watson thing. And last time I checked, there was now 22 charges against him or, or claims or whatever they're called legally. And I put a lot of thought into this. And I think the reason, because you guys discussed this, that someone as famous and wealthy and all that isn't just buying a hooker or just, you know, groupies off of Twitter or whatever, whether or not, while well, he's not doing that, is because of, a, it's a power trip. This guy, Deshaun Watson, and athletes who do this sort of stuff, mostly, in the, I'm talking mostly in the sexual type stuff, not like the get a drive or stuff a tiger with. I'm talking more on like the, the sexual conquest type deal. It's like because Deshaun Watson in his head, like because I'm Deshaun Watson, I can get this random ass amateur masseuse to finger my butthole instead of having to pay, you know, like it, 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 I don't know if that's making any sense, but basically he wants to be able to, it's basically a flex to be able to do all this random shit and that's why I do it. And I'm tying that, I'm thinking about it now, that's probably why the Suns players all got a group blowjob from that one chick, all seven of, seven of them or whatever, sort of just like, wow, we were able to get this random chick to suck seven of seven of us off instead of a hooker. I don't know. Just just a thought. Um, also loved the whole political discussion about um, buildings. That was really cool. Um, anyway, that's it. Wonder on your thoughts. Stay dirty, boys. Uh, and stay safe out there. But what about the nut? Nut. <laughs> I, I look. I think he's got a good point. I mean, man. I think he's absolutely correct. But it. But you know. It's one of those things where you have to look at like, like the mindset of it. Like what you think is a flex might not be a flex. You know what I mean? You know, what's a flex is like putting on your Instagram story. Like I'm Deshaun Watson and I'm trying to get laid today and seeing who replies. You know what I mean? You know, what's a flex, uh, getting a, getting a beach by yourself. Not with seven other dudes around. Like, I, you know, to me, it's like, hey, uh, I'm sharing this girl with seven people. To me, the opposite of a flex. But I get that everybody's in, you know, has a different approach. I think he's, I think Reed is absolutely correct. That's where his mind is at. But also, like, you got to, take it one step further you got to take it one like how do you get the flex but also not have to worry about what could go wrong like you know wasn't wasn't you know the dude from barstool like didn't a video come out of him like with a girl on a leash or something like that like i didn't, I didn't see that i didn't see it either but apparently but like you know his thing is like i didn't do anything wrong it's just a girl on a leash like that's a flex when did that come out? I think yesterday. I don't know. I didn't see it, but our boy Justin Wood was telling me about it this morning. Look, I, I think that there is a lot. We have what, been discussing this for how many weeks now? It, it just keeps getting worse for him. And, you know, I said I was going to wait, and I think I have. Are you done I, waiting? Well, I mean, it's just not looking good. It's, 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 I, I read a lot of these things and in the details and dude, he definitely wants a finger in his butt. 
like it's it, that's his thing. I read I read the woman who released a long, very long description of it, like step by step the process of what he's doing. Yeah, it, it, it's the same pattern of the the women are walking into the room. He's naked. They're like, dude, put a towel on. There's a there's a whole fight over that. There's a whole fight over him taking it off. He flipping over. The towel comes off when it was over covering his butt. Then suddenly his dick's out. Like there's a whole thing. Get his line clearly is get in there. Yeah. And yeah, dude, there are women who will have no problem just shoving a finger in your ass. Like I don't know. Meanwhile, somewhere Steve Harvey's like, we have top five answers on the board. Uh, we, we asked a hundred people if you were, uh, with a masseuse, uh, what hole would you ask her to put her finger in? And somebody's like, butthole. He's like, oh, come on, come on. What? What? Come on. We were looking for ear hole, mouth hole, nose hole, eye hole. Come on, come on finger and butts i mean what this is a this is a daytime tv show can't be talking about butts they're like steve what i didn't even think that you could possibly finger a nose hole he's like well you can yeah i mean i don't know if you saw you know you see sponsors are dropping now yeah so nike and beats by dre how's that flex going <laughs> Or people have people have like weird addictions or vices. Yeah. Sexual ones. And and Clearly. and I should be and, and this could be and I don't even want to label things weird. Like, I don't care if you're into stuff sexually. Like, I, I don't even like judging that stuff. Like, whatever. Like, I mean, we joke about it. But yeah, like, you're not, you're not kink shaming. Well, because I people might say I'm into weird stuff. I don't know. You know. So, like, I, I try not to. You know, I mean, we joke like I'm not a foot person, but like if some dude wants to suck toes, go suck toes. I am barefoot, by the way. <laughs> Speaking of that, Tug, Tug, Tug was coming at me hard on Twitter. Did you see that? No. I, I made a joke about. Oh, like, about your foot, about your taking your shoes off. Then it was, it was like, dude. Literally, there was a whole thing on Dirty Sports about me not wearing my shoes. Like I wore them just sometimes just for the show, but like. I then tug a little aggressive on me. I'm just saying, like, and then and then your manager, thank Randy, had my back and sent a gift. Like, tug, wait, like Ruther does wear shoes sometimes for the show, but like, come on. So you, there was a lot of your bare feet too. You're like, I like, I just like the idea that you're before you're like, listen, if you're into toes, suck some toes. Somewhere Quentin Tarantino's bat signal went up. He's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Dirty sports. Love, love those guys. Love those guys. Sucking toes. Was he a toe guy? Oh, you don't know about the Quentin Tarantino. Have you watched any Quentin Tarantino movie? Do you know how many naked women's toes there are in Quentin Tarantino movies? Of course I've watched his movies. I guess, is that a thing? And I, I mean, Kill missed? Bill, there's an entire scene where she's like just trying to move her toe. You remember that? Of course. And then there's the foot fet the, 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 the foot massage thing in, in Pulp Fiction and her walking through the her house. No, she's like, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's Mr. Foot. Him and Rex Ryan. Yeah. All right. So we have another call from the same area code. Okay. So, so NorCal. I got dirt balls in the same area code. This is a follow-up from we had the 
Anthony Rizzo drunk story. Right. So this is a follow up to donuts and milk. Yes. This is a follow up with his own athlete drunk story featuring former Raider Sebastian Janikowski. Oh, boy. I know. I know. You already know it's going to be good. Yeah. Hey, boys. Uh, just listening to Anthony, Anthony Rizzo call and decided I, I would call him to share one of my own stories. Um, back in about 2013, I got a call to a bar. I needed a ride home. Got to the bar. There was some yelling going on out front. Long story short, out comes stumbling Sebastian Janikowski. And he was just hammered, smelled really, really bad. And uh, he wanted to go to the gas station. I see him go inside, and he hits the ATM. I'm not kidding you. He was at the ATM for 20 minutes. Uh, I was watching him fumble around, stick different cards in. Uh, it looked like at one point he was sticking his license in, uh, dropped a couple debit cards or credit cards, finally came out, never got any cash. I had to go back in and pick up his cards and bring it back out to him. Don't know why he was trying to get cash at 2 in the morning, um, maybe to get some drugs, I don't know. But uh, then took him home and, uh, oh, by the way, that was a, a Saturday night before a Raider home game. Uh, the next day he went out and – I'm pretty sure he hit like a 47 yarder. Say dirty boys. So I'm assuming he's a rideshare driver. Yeah. He didn't mention that. He didn't say that, but yeah, I assume as well. But also 2013, that's when I first learned of Uber. Yeah. This is early days. Uh, I love Sebastian Janikowski putting his license into an ATM. That's the, that's the uh, ATM machine version of, do you know who I am? <laughs> Give me some money. They're like, you got to put in a car. He's like, do you know who I am? They're like, I'm a machine. He's like, here's my license. So I, I, on drunken mistakes, I have put in not a license. I lost a credit card once for doing that. I grabbed the wrong card. And it what just, and it went in the machine and just never came out. <laughs> <laughs> just ate your card, dude. Yeah. It's hilarious. That's that about the time. Uh, that I that I ran from the from the cab, no. Which I did a couple of times. I mean, God, I was such an asshole. So my buddy had tickets to uh, what was it? It was like the AMA after party, mm-hmm. which was at the MGM. It was all you can drink at MGM. Used to have Studio Fifty Four. I don't know if they still do like their version. And so this right. is fifteen years ago. So it was like still a thing. So my buddy's like, dude, my sister works for this. Like, it's a whole thing. All the celebrities can be there after the AMAs. You want to go? It's all you can drink. And I was like, f- it was like a week night. I was like, fuck yeah. So I am getting lit on Jack and Coke for like five hours. And it's you know, it's like random rockers there. And I, that was when Hugh Hefner was dating the three girls. Like they popped in, and it was kind of fun being there. And I'm just getting blacked out drunk. And obviously, I can't drive home. I drove down there. It's 2006, so it's pre-Uber. So I take the cab, and I realize I don't have any cash. And they didn't take cards back then. So there's a gas station right across the street 
from the condo complex that I lived. And I'm like, yo, dude, you pull over to the gas station, I'll get you cash. This is what would happen when I used to drink. Like something would click in my head of like, fucking do it, do it. And as I go in to get cash, I say in my head, fuck this guy. I don't feel like paying him. So I walk out and I sprint. It's a four-way busy street in Las Vegas where I live. Sprint across the street. And it's a giant wall because most communities out there, you know, it's all spread out because there's the giant condo community, you know, the center pool. I also don't have my, the gate opener. So I don't think this. Yeah, exactly. Because it's in my car. So I'm not thinking this through. So I sprint and he follows me and he, and he just foot to the gas pedal and he comes up and I scale and he's yelling at me and I scale the wall and like fall over drunk all to not pay like $35. My old roommate, Joe Cuervo used to do that. He used to get a, uh, he'd get so drunk and he wouldn't have any cash pre pre credit card. He would take a, he would take a cab and he would, he would like give him an address like seven blocks from our apartment in Brooklyn. And then he would get out and he'd be like, and he was like a good athlete. He played college baseball, like Seton Hall. He was like, like, he was like a stud high school football player. He was like, ain't no cab driver in America that can keep up with me for seven blocks. <laughs> and he would get out and he would just start running. He said they'd chase him all the time, but they'd give up like two, three blocks in. He's like, no one ever made it four blocks like of me full sprinting. And he would get back to our place. He'd be like, <laughs> just yeah just ran from like south first and white i'd be like bro it was like a, a, like just come inside i'll give you 15 dollars. like yeah this, like we're, how many people have you now run away from like one of them's eventually going to catch you and it's going to be our ass on it so i was like just you know let me pay for your cab yeah i, I <laughs> did that was a, addicted to it i did that a few times i did that once in cincinnati the same thing i mean i sprinted this dude, same thing. He takes me to the the bank and I sprinted down some hill and it just darted into the suburbs. Like well, we know we know Sebastian Janikowski ain't sprinting away from Ubers. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's safe to say that he needed that cash for either drugs or snacks. I mean, I guess you could pay for the snack at a credit card. So. Well, he also got busted. He was like trying to date rape girls at florida state remember yeah so he's got a history man yeah janikowski yeah Big polish kickers can't say that canceled what that's exactly what he was canceled canceled can't bring his ethnic background into it. canceled all right here's a call of uh for me a concerned dirt ball about the dirt balls are really concerned about my we're Music. all concerned for you, Andy. Okay. Well, let, let's hear Let's hear this one out. Hey, Joe and Andy. It's uh, it's Randy, the uh, the alcoholic uh, army dirtball. Uh, so I was listening to the episode. But by, by the way, real quick, I love he's like I'm like. There's so much pride in that. Do you notice? Yeah. Like I'm the alcoholic, alcoholic army dirtball. Like I'm the guy with the gun that's supposed to <laughs> be getting the enemies, but I'm drunk all the time. Anyway recently where y'all were talking about uh, Kings Island and the people who go there alone and it made me think of this fucking weirdo that I worked with when I was in high school. I worked at a movie theater for like three or four years and this guy was he was like an older dude 
like in his 40s or something, and he works the projection up in the top. So he was up there in his little fucking nest all the time, and then he would come down and talk to us, and he was the most awkward person. He would always be like, uh, how you doing, sir? Uh, uh, uh. He's the weirdest fucking guy, and then would tell us stories about going to Six Flags with his roller coaster, roller coaster enthusiast fucking group, and so... Andy, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, please do not become a fucking roller coaster guy. One of those, one of those fucking weirdos. <laughs> All right, boys, stay dirty. I enjoy roller coasters, but there is like the w- roller coaster subculture, which I don't think you want to, you want to get in. I don't think you want to be coaster guy. No, but also he's at least going with people. Like, what's that? Said- He's saying the guy's he has a group. He's not going by himself. He's going with yeah. people. But I, I think his point is like being a like the subculture of like the coaster enthusiasts is a weird bunch. Yeah, I agree. I'm Spend not a lot of your time upside down. You know, it probably can't be healthy. I'm not. I'd like to see how many roller coaster enthusiasts have killed their families because of CTE as well. <laughs> I'm not becoming. First of all, I haven't. I, I assume I can still go. With the old denty up here, I haven't been on a roller coaster since the old uh, the old brain injury. I assume it wouldn't matter. Yeah, right. I don't know. I think you're fine. But I'm not. But yeah, I'm not joining like roller coaster aficionados of America yet. I mean, you guys act like I'm hanging on by a thread out here. Like, like we are worried about you. Cause you, cause you push that, you push that propaganda. I don't joke. push it. You know, Tug and I were talking about it the other day. We were like, man, Andy's, Andy's like in his basement going through old high school football tapes. <laughs> we're like, we're worried about this guy. I actually said the other day, I was like, we need, we need Kings Island to open stat. We need to get Andy out of the house. Like, let's at least get some summer on the coasters going. Yeah, man. Like I said, summer's here or, or the nice weather. I'm, I'm out and about. I cut the front grass yesterday. We had a bee issue in the shed. I had to take care of that. <laughs> we had a bee issue in the shed. There was a bee issue. I said to my neighbor, a, we had a Michael B. Jordan issue in the shed. <laughs> Steve Harvey showed up. His daughter was here. <laughs> All right. That, we're going to wrap it up with that call. Guys, again, hotline 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Leave an iTunes review. Blah, blah, blah. At Fix Your Life on Twitter, at Joe Prano on all other social media. I posted a uh, stand-up clip today on Instagram and uh, TikTok. So check I saw out. it. It's funny. You like it? I liked Thanks. it. Boy, Nick did a little edit on it for me. Put some captions on it. Um, so follow me on those things and see those things. I'll be at The Stand next Wednesday. The Stand in New York City. Come out. Come see a show. We're trying to bring com- stand-up comedy back. It's time, uh, you know, people are getting vaccinated. People are being healthy, uh, limited audiences. Let's go. Um, and yeah, spend the rest of the day watching baseball and the masters and drinking some Miller lights. So if you're watching the masters and drinking Miller lights, send us a picture of it. Tag me, and tag Perfect. our show and tag Miller light. All right, guys have a great and weekend. Listen to the dirty slides and listen to the masters podcast. Pushing right, that's it all. It. He's pushing it all. Uh, yeah, guys, thank you for uh, supporting the show. Thanks again to Emiliano for that amazing OJ Simpson jersey and uh, 
Enjoy your birthday, Alan. You, you have a good girlfriend. I can tell. I don't even know, but I can tell the fact that she reached out and sent a nice message. You got a good girl. So uh, hold on to her. Dirtballs, have a great weekend. Be smart. Be safe. And as always, stay dirty.